Chapter Four of From Passion to Peace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Andrea Fiore. From Passion to Peace by James Allen. Chapter Four. Transmutation midway between the hell of passion and the heaven of peace is the purgatory of transmutation not a speculative purgatory beyond the grave but a real purgatory in the human heart in its separating and purifying fire the base metal of error is sifted away and only the clarified gold of truth remains when temptation has culminated in sorrow and deep perplexity then the tempted one strenuously striving for deliverance finds that his moral servitude is entirely from himself instead of fighting against outer circumstances he must alter inner conditions the fight against outer things is necessary at the start it is the only course which can be adopted at first because of the prevailing ignorance of mental causation but it never of itself brings about emancipation what it does bring about is the knowledge of the mental cause of temptation this knowledge of the mental cause of temptation leads to the transmutation of thought and the transmutation of thought leads to the deliverance from the bondage of error the preliminary fighting is a necessary stage in spiritual development just as the crying and kicking of a helpless babe is necessary to its growth but as the crying and kicking is not needed beyond the infant stage so the fierce struggling with and falling under temptation ends when the knowledge of mental transmutation is acquired the truly wise man he who is enlightened in concerning the source and cause of temptation does not fight against outward allurements he abandons all desire for them thus they cease to be allurements and the power of temptation is destroyed at its source but this abandonment of unholy desire is not the final process it is the beginning of a regenerative and transforming power which when patiently employed leads to the clear and cloudless heights of spiritual enlightenment spiritual transmutation consists of an entire reversal of the ordinary self-seeking attitude of the mind toward people and things and this reversal brings about an entirely new set of experiences thus the desire for a certain pleasure is abandoned cut off at its source and not allowed to have any place in the consciousness but the mental force which that desire represented is not annihilated it is transferred to a higher region of thought transmuted into a purer form of energy the law of conservation of energy prevails universally in the mind as it does in matter and the force shut off in lower directions is liberated in higher realms of spiritual activity along the saintly way toward the divine life the midway region of transmutation is the country of sacrifice the plain of renunciation old passions old ambitions and thoughts are cast away and abandoned but only to reappear in some more beautiful more permanent more eternally satisfying form valuable jewels long guarded and cherished 
when thrown tearfully in the melting pot are remoulded into new and more perfect adornments likewise the spiritual alchemist at first reluctant to part company with long-cherished thoughts and habits at last gives them up to discover a little later to his joy that they come back to him in the form of new faculties rarer powers and purer joys spiritual jewels newly polished beautiful and resplendent in transmuting his mind from evil to good a man comes to distinguish more and more clearly between error and truth and so distinguishing he ceases to be swayed and prompted by outward things and by the actions and attitudes of others instead he acts from his knowledge of truth first acknowledging his errors and then confronting them with a searching mind and a humble heart he subdues conquers and transmutes them the early stage of transmutation is painful but brief for the pain is soon transformed into pure spiritual joy the brevity of the pain being measured by the intelligence and energy with which the process is pursued while a man thinks that the cause of his pain is the attitude of others he will not pass through it but when he perceives that its cause is in himself then he will soon pass beyond it into joy the unenlightened man allows himself to be disturbed wounded and overthrown by what he regards as the wrong attitude of others towards him this is because the same wrong attitude is in himself he indeed doles out to them in return the same actions regarding as right in himself that which is wrong in others slander is given for slander hatred for hatred anger for anger this is the action and reaction of evil it is the clash of selfishness with selfishness it is only the self or selfish elements within a man that can be aroused by the evil in another the truth or divine characteristics in a man cannot be approached by that evil much less can be disturbed and overthrown by it it is the conversation or complete reversal of this self or selfishness into truth that constitutes transmutation the enlightened man has abandoned the delusion that evil in others has the power to hurt and subdue him and he has grasped the profound truth that he is only overthrown by the evil in himself he therefore ceases to blame others for his sins and sufferings and applies to himself to purifying his own heart in this reversal of his mental attitude he transmutes the lower selfish forces into the higher moral attributes the base ore of error is cast into the fire of sacrifice and there comes forth the pure gold of truth such a man stands firm and unmoved when assailed by outward things he is self's master not its slave he has ceased to identify himself with the impulses of passion and has identified himself with truth he has overcome evil and has become merged with good he knows both error and truth and has abandoned error and brought himself into harmony with truth he returns good for evil the more he is assailed by evil from without the greater is his opportunity of manifesting the good from within 
that which supremely differentiates the fool from the wise man is this the fool meets passion with passion hatred with hatred and returns evil for evil whereas the wise man meets passion with peace hatred with love and returns good for evil men inflict suffering upon themselves through the active instrumentality of their own unpurified nature they rise into perfect peace in the measure that they purify their hearts the mental energy which men waste in pursuing dark passions is all sufficient to enable them to reach the highest wisdom when it is turned in the right direction as water when transmuted into steam becomes a new more definite and wide-reaching power so passion when transmuted into intellectual and moral force becomes a new life a new power for the accomplishment of high and unfailing purposes mental forces like molecular have their opposite poles or modes of action where the negative pole is there is also the positive where ignorance is wisdom is possible where passion abounds peace awaits where there is much suffering much bliss is near sorrow is the negation of joy sin is the opposite of purity evil is the denial of good where there is an opposite there is that which is opposed the adverse evil in its denial of the good testifies to its presence the one thing needful therefore is the turning around from the negative to the positive the conversion of the heart from impure desires to pure aspirations the transmutation of passional forces into moral powers the wise purify their thoughts they turn from bad deeds and do good deeds they put error behind them and approach truth thus do they rise above the allurements of sin above the torments of temptation above the dark world of sorrow and enter the divine consciousness the transcendent life end of chapter 4 recording by andrea fiori